I'm your dungeon master, I'm your guide, I'm your travel companion on this fun little journey. I mean, I'm not the best at being subtle about it. Trying is all we can do. I do not do stealth. I do not do it. Kind of specialize in not being found. Welcome to Health Hits Experience! <laughs> it's time to rumble! Uh, we're gonna get cooking here in this kitchen today. We are doing some character backstory. Um, back, back stories, uh, back rubs. No, um, that's not. No, that's happening. that's for after the stream. <laughs> that's for after the stream. Um, we are going to learn a little bit more about our characters today. I am very excited to share uh, this experience with y'all. So um, today we are playing a game called Session Zero, um, and it is a. Uh, fun independent game that I cannot find the author for, uh, which is great and excellent, and I will have it on the screen of who <laughs> this game is. Um, and let's uh, let's get rocking and rolling. So to play this game, we simply draw some cards. So I've been kind of shuffling these cards for the last mm, 20 minutes. Um, hmm. So hopefully they should be fairly shuffled, but uh, everybody can pull five. You and then you first. these are going to be. I don't know where you're supposed to make sure from. we get at least one of each of the suits. You can get one of each of the suits, but there's five? really no yeah. right or wrong answer to okay. this. I've forgotten how many we get. Okay. It's uh, just five. We're just we're answering questions. So what we are doing in this session up, is we are learning things about these characters. Unfortunately, I don't get to play. We are learning things about these characters, about their backstory, um, about uh, insight into them. But I will also say that. We are playing this a little loosey-goosey. We can kind of tailor the questions to better fit something that the character has, or we can just skip it. If someone doesn't want to play the, the answer the question for secret reasons or whatever reasons, <laughs> we'll best. we'll get it. We'll have another question. So the goal you of this you should give like a tantalizing tease, though. Yeah, I'd like to kind of know, but that's also for me personally. <laughs> um, this is redacted. <laughs> redacted. That's the answer. Um, so. The goal of this uh, game is to have everybody answer the same amount of questions, so that's the goal here. Um, and then we are gonna go around the circle. Does anybody wanna start? I think Rob should start. You were talking about how much you had no idea what you were Come doing. On. <laughs> Less than no idea. Um, so, uh, yeah. All right. Okay, so are we gonna like talk a little bit about our characters uh, for those who didn't watch the last episode? Uh, um, or Yeah, let's, I mean, at least give me the basic rundown. So the, so the basic rundown, my character uh, is uh, a reskinned uh, version of the changeling race from the D&D whatever source book that appears in. Um, I think it's Eberron? I don't remember. Could be, uh, I don't know. Anyways, uh, so their shtick is that they uh, they can change uh, appearance uh, and take on the, uh, the appearance of uh, other uh, individuals who are roughly the same size and shape. Um, and so uh, I was thinking quite a bit about how this would work in our little universe here. And, um, I, I think that 
in a totalitarian uh, dictatorship, that ability would probably be very, very contraband. <laughs> like, like they would, like you either are uh, working as a spy for the uh, totalitarian government, or you are lined up against the wall and executed. <laughs> one uh, of the two, for sure. Yeah, yeah, one of the two. So, so I kind of uh, did my background uh, st- thinking mm-hmm. based on that. Okay. For cool. whatever that's worth. Yeah. Um, so that being said, um, we'll start with the uh, the two of diamonds, okay. which you I drew. Do you want to read it out, or you want me to read I, it out? I can read it out. Okay. So uh, the two of diamonds, even the bravest of adventurers is have fears. What is your greatest fear? What caused you to fear it? And how do you cope when faced with it? Uh, clearly, the greatest fear would be being discovered as a member of this uh, highly contraband uh, uh, type of uh, peoples. Uh, having that ability uh, would be bad if it were discovered. So um, only uh, only my closest associates know that I can even do this. Uh, <laughs> no, we have no idea. <laughs> we just think we have what? five different crewmates <laughs> that you never see in the same place at the same time. Anyone seen Greg? <laughs> uh, yeah. So what caused you to fear it? Uh, definitely the uh, the the idea that. Uh, uh, dying or being uh, conscripted, uh, and uh, how do I cope when faced with it? Uh, hide it, hide it, uh, hide it from everybody. Nobody can possibly know uh, if this secret were to get out, uh, it would spell the end of my character. So I have a, I have a question. I feel like this is going to be this game is me asking a follow up questions. Sure. Um, how how do you deal with contacts? So if you have a contact, do you pick like a persona to go with that contact? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think that's probably how it works. Um, there would be various uh, different uh, people that uh, that know me as one thing, but not as any of the others, and uh, that would be how it goes. Yeah. So so there's a bunch of uh, little. Identities, some more fleshed out than others, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, aliases that that uh, have documentation to different degrees. Sure. Okay. And whatnot. Cool. So you're gonna have to come back to me with some of these oh. aliases. <laughs> thing. I'm glad oh, yeah. your character's useful. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna go in a circle here. So Robin, what do you got? What do you um, want? What do you want to do? Six of hearts. Six of hearts. So. The, there was a birth you remember with great happiness. Whose birth was especially meaningful to you? What do you remember most about them being born? Why are they so important to you? This is really in line with your character specifically. Sounds relevant. Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned before, Pearl uh, was a nanny droid. Um, and Pearl was bought many years ago by a very wealthy family who had a young daughter uh, named Delilah. And uh, they bought Pearl in preparation for Delilah. So Pearl was already there when Delilah was born. And so it's almost in, in the most paternal sense, like that switch flipped, like this is the child that I have to protect no matter what. Um, and so it's in, to a nanny droid, it's, essentially like this is my life's purpose this thing here this is it this is all that i live for so it's 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 a very primal thing but it's a very powerful thing um so yeah yeah it's good good stuff yeah that that question i think was especially it was meant to, it was in you. the cards <laughs> the cards no <laughs> um at this rate we might pull more than five in our hands um all right uh cyrus give me give me some 
All right, so I have two spades. Two of spades. You want to read out? You want me to? Sure. Okay. You cannot let go of what you consider your greatest failure. What did you fail at? Who was affected by it? Why can't you let it go? Oh my god. It's really well with character. Um, he considers his greatest failure to be that uh, he could not save his people. Um, obviously his entire, like, his planet was destroyed. Oh. His, mm -hmm. his entire planet was destroyed by it. I'm um, sorry for your loss. <laughs> did he happen to live on Funksatani? <laughs> No, this just happens a lot. <laughs> the planets get destroyed a lot. Um, but he he can't let it go because literally, like, while there are still a few of his people left and a few of the people who live on that planet, the entire planet is destroyed. He can never return. He can never return to what he had. And because of his fear and because of his choices and everything and because of what he perceives as his inability, uh, it's all gone. He'll never be able to return home. Mm -hmm. Well, it seems like you can't let it go just because <laughs> that's that's it. That's the that's the because that's butt cheeks, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Oh, all right. Yikes. Flux, what we got? So uh, I pulled the four of hearts. Okay, you want to read it? Uh, so this one is not all failures are ruinous. What failure did you learn something from? How did failing make you stronger? And do you remember it with fondness or embarrassment? So, Flux isn't from a particular planet as much as he's from like a meteor colony orbiting a dead star. Uh, and uh, he wasn't really allowed to leave. Uh, the Zalarians weren't exactly very kind about that one. And I think he had multiple escape attempts that I didn't really go into detail in before uh, that did not work out uh, that resulted in most likely uh, more super unethical experimentation. So I think it made him stronger technically, but only in that he has more limbs now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, extra limbs are, you know. The... It's helpful. Yeah. Horribly painful to get them put on though. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. to know. Yeah. It's like having kids. After a while, you forget. <laughs> you want to do it again. <laughs> yeah, you're out of the, the lab, but you're like, you know what? You know, I could go I for could another use, limb or two. You limb. know what? Four tentacles is nice, but like five? Five? Mm -hmm. I could yeah, go so for I, five. I don't know if I would say he remembers it with fondness or embarrassment as much as it's like just this like seething, un unresolved emotion of some kind that he can't figure out what it is. Okay. He's still pretty young. He's like 19. He has no idea what he's doing. He's just an angsty oh, teen. Baby. He's, he's, he has no idea how to comprehend his emotions yet. He's just a messed up little guy. <laughs> if we have anybody who is 19 or under, this isn't a personal jab. You're still figuring stuff out. <laughs> You're just a messed up little guy. <laughs> just a messed up little guy. Okay. I don't really feel like I have any follow-up questions for either of these ones. All right. Uh, next card. Back to me already? Yeah. Jeez. I yeah, we're, we're talk longer, guys. Talk longer. You want me to go over every NPC <laughs> in this I was campaign? Pretty cut dry, I don't know that far so. yet. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Which one are we doing? Uh, number four of clubs. Four mm -hmm. of clubs. Your early days were shaped by the presence of a guardian. Who was this guardian? How did they come to watch over you? And what is your strongest memory about your time together? So uh, again, with the uh, with with my uh, envisioning of how this uh, this changeling type of character thing works in this weird Gonzo universe, uh, it occurred to me that um, 
it would be much more difficult for the uh, powers that be to track them down if they weren't actually uh, an identifiable species. So I was thinking, what if they were like a, a like a, a, a cuckoo's egg kind of thing that's deposited in, in another bird's mm, nest, right? Mm-hmm. Keeping with the whole changeling theme from folklore. Yeah. And so I thought, um, uh, so there's some kind of a, a, a genetic thing that gets triggered in a very small, infinitesimal subset of, of any race's uh, genetic makeup that can cause one of these to emerge. Um, and then there's uh, some kind of genetic memory type stuff that goes on. But in other words, they're, they're uh, born as a member of a different species. Mm-hmm. And then at some point they mature and, and turn into these, uh, these changeling uh, folks who can do these kinds of things. Um, and uh, so... Uh, Does that mean their appearance changes too, based on what they were born from? Yes. Yes, Ooh, there's no like uh, base default. So like one hmm. could be anything other than probably a nanny droid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know maybe you theoretically make yourself look like one. I was gonna say you could, you but could. then you'd yeah. like you poke could. them and the metal would feel squishy, squishy which would be, metal. just be really yes. weird. <laughs> like definitely that uh, nanny droid is really weird. About <laughs> like, I don't know. So, uh, but anyway, so so that's kind of how I figured this would work. And so uh, so the presence of the guardian would probably be the uh, my my character's birth parents. Okay. Um, <clears throat> who were, uh, yeah, uh, and, uh, and, you know, I was raised as their child because I was their child mm-hmm. um, up until at some point uh, something triggered and all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, I'm of this totally different <laughs> type of <laughs> organism that just was raised here by these sort of Clark Kentish, only instead of flying, I can change in other people, I guess. Um, Still pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd probably take that over being bulletproof and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone this long and nobody has shot me, so it would have been wasted well, on don't me. Jinx it. Being don't bulletproof. Jinx it. I actually, maybe I am bulletproof. Who knows? That's true. <laughs> Might have been shot, didn't even feel it. <laughs> Just crazy coincidence. Uh, so yeah, so that's uh, so that would be the, uh, the the guardian figure would be my uh, my my birth parents uh, on this uh, this world. Um, and uh, yeah. Do you still see them? No. Okay. No. No. Because once you because once you uh, switch over like that, uh, there's just like a break, like an awakening. Like this was all just fake, and this mm. is not who or what I actually am. Wow, that's so um, sad. Yeah. That, that is kind of sad. Are they still alive? Uh, yeah, sure, they're priced. Well, yeah. I don't know. They they may have gotten Funksatani. <laughs> yeah, it, it depends so, how... So the answer is, mm. I don't know. It depends how long it's been. Even before the cataclysm, they probably would have been 50 by now. So. <laughs> and those moons exploded. So. <laughs> hey, moons some of them survived. Don't forget. Oh, yeah, some of them did That's escape. That's true. And the other thing is there are more than one planet. <laughs> <laughs> no, everything happened on that planet, that Brady. Planet. That was the planet. <laughs> the planet. Um, okay. Great, excellent. Robin, uh, Pearl, excuse me, what do we got? Three of spades. Three of spades. Or is that a club? That's a club. That's a club. That's a club, club. great. I'm a ding dong. (laughs) Okay, so this one I don't know is applicable to you, so we can kind kind of mold it to how you want. So the question is, regardless of what life brings, you will always have your sibling. How many siblings do you have? What is your relationship with them? Now that you've become an adventurer, how does this affect them? We can kind of like, 
change If you it. want to be really technical, I have thousands of siblings. <laughs> <laughs> I know none of them. I know none <laughs> um, Yeah, how do, we, how do we want to go about this? Because obviously it's not, a, it's not a biological sibling of any kind, but it could be, is it something of like before you were bought for the, the family, you mm. had a, a caretaker or another droid or... The way that I had assumed that Pearl would come to be is that once they are purchased, that's when they are activated. Okay. And so mm. it's like the first beings that they interact with are their owners. Mm -hmm. It's almost like imprinting. Sure. It's okay. Like, this is my person. This is my person. <laughs> so maybe we maybe we take this kind of question to be like, what is your relationship with the the parents of Delilah? Um, there isn't one. Okay. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. <laughs> Great. That answers that question. Mm, mysterious. Mysterious. I like it. All right. I, I was. I, I, I read this ahead and I was really hoping I didn't get this card. It's the Four of Diamonds. Okay. Uh, we all have our secrets. What is your biggest secret? How long have you been keeping it? What would you do if it were found out? Okay, Dang, we want it to be redacted. To yes, it will yeah. be redacted. Okay, that's fine. We can answer the other questions of how long have you been keeping the secret? What would you do if it was found out? Um, on a scale of one to 10, how big is the secret? Uh, this... In his in his realm, it's ten. Okay, uh, big time. Uh, how long has he been keeping it? Probably since he first ended up in this system of planets. Okay. Um, like, yeah. And then, what were what would you do if it were found out? Run, hide, create an entirely new identity. I can help you with that. <laughs> I know a guy. I know I a got guy. Pointers. I know a guy turns into some other guy. <laughs> I am the guy. Okay. Um, and would you say that this secret kind of like dictates a lot of your actions, your moves, or is it a background secret? Um, it's always in the subconscious of everything. Like. He's very friendly with everyone because of this secret. Okay. So. Cool. What you got? So I got a similar situation <laughs> where I'm like, man, I really don't want to reveal all of that. That's okay. But we can I, I pulled things. the Ace of Diamonds, which okay. is more than anything, what is your greatest desire? What will it take to achieve it? And what would you give it up to see it realized? Um, so Flux has a lot of secrets that he just he's not talking about because A, he's shy. So he just doesn't talk to people. Mm -hmm. And so people just don't really hear about it. But he's got a lot of connections with the Zalarian Empire and a lot of regrets related to them. And he has a few uh, mistakes that he wants to uh, sort of try to fix, mm -hmm. try, to, try to undo. Um, it's hard to explain how without revealing much detail. <laughs> Uh, but I, I will say that if I have to go with like the next step down, mm -hmm. one of the other desires that he has is that he idolizes Demarion, who was that guy who was in the seals and mm -hmm. was the first person to start selling them out from the inside. Mm -hmm. Absolutely wants to be like him. But that's sort of a whole rabbit hole that I'd be going down. So the gist is he wants 
He hates the Zalarians. He wants to fix something related to them. And realistically, he kind of just wants to get rid of them. <laughs> but I think that's a generally shared desire. So right. it's deeper than that. I just don't want to give it all away. That's okay. Um, we are capable of redacting. Not a problem. Um, so let me ask you this, though. If, if we're talking just like general goals to just eliminate Zalarians, like that's not something you hide, obviously. Like, what, are, what are the steps that you actively take to do so, that? This is one of those things where he hasn't done it because it would require a m colossal effort on his part because he would have to gather many, many people, uh, technology that can fight against some very inhospitable places, uh, and also he'd have to rally a lot of people that probably don't want to be rallied. So it's, it's a very difficult, ambitious goal that doesn't seem achievable. Um, so it's more of a like a dream of like one day. Yeah, and okay. I think to see it realized, like what would you give up to see it realized is one of those things where it's like, realistically, if this was something that happened, most likely you don't walk out of that alive, or if you do, you get thrown in jail forever. <laughs> so... So he's aware of that though, and that's... Yeah. Okay. Building up to that point. Okay. So self-sacrifice is on the table. Got it. Got Good. It. Good. <laughs> you ever met a 19-year-old? <laughs> that is, well, I don't they know. They just want to watch the world burn. A lot of 19-year-olds are really there for themselves, so. True. Pros I and cons. I guess it depends on the type. Yeah. Okay. All right. We are we are flying through these. We might have to pull five more after the break. <laughs> or we could just start playing. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't bring Let any me, dice. I, <laughs> I don't I got have any. Extras. I have so many extras. <laughs> We're ready. All right, Brittany, let's go. I gotta call do you, Colorado. Do you know how pretty these dice are? <laughs> I gotta call them up on the phone. Um, okay, what do we got? All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Didn't mean to cough in everybody's ear. Uh, my next one is the King of Diamonds. Nobody's perfect. What is the biggest lie you ever told? Who did you tell it to? And why did you do it? Uh, that one doesn't really fit because uh, Hieronymus Bibble's entire existence has been nothing but constant, unceasing lies. Uh, whether it's uh, keeping the uh, the secret of his uh, his nature from everybody, to the countless cons and scams that he has spent his life running, uh, he has uh, just been lie upon lie upon lie upon deceit upon deceit. Uh, so really, the, the, the question would be, what's the biggest truth you ever told? And that would, of course, be when he uh, revealed what he was to the rest of the crew. Which we have yet to Which do. Which we have yet to do, but that will, at some point, happen or will have happened. Yeah. Um, so I do want to ask, though, this. If, if we're going in the line of, like, biggest lie, so what's the biggest con? <laughs> oh, Ooh. Uh, Pick a con and he's run. We talking you know. a bank heist? Uh, no, 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 not so much bank heist. It's more, uh, it's more f uh, setting people up, uh, gaining their confidence, fleecing them, uh, everything from the, uh, the the Nigerian prince to the yeah to the the stolen violin, the all the classic cons in our world uh, adapted for space. 
as well as uh, long cons, um, you know, everything. I mean, he's that's that's his background. He is a he is a con artist. Okay. Uh, a a reformed, repentant con artist who has <laughs> who has given up that for a life of piracy, apparently. Which is better? <laughs> Which is better? For sure, yeah. obviously better. As opposed to cheating people out of their money, we kill them so they don't have to worry about it. <laughs> well, we only kill the ones that deserve it. Yeah. I feel like too the Robin thing with piracy is it's about the like flamboyance and the spectacle because right. we're talking about piracy being part of the broadcast. Like the reason you're a pirate is to do the big job to get on the broadcast so people see you and know you're notorious. We're, we're swashbucklers. Yes. yes. There's, yes. there's kind of a difference between the swashbuckler and the pirate, and we're more on the flamboyant end. We do yeah. it for the attention. <laughs> do it for the attention, which is very different than a con where you're like doing it for. But the also results. we get specifically avoiding attention. Yes. Yes. Yeah, right. yes. So. You're, it's like you're, 180. You're, the easiest way for you to hide is to be in everybody's public eye. <laughs> At all times. They'll never suspect <laughs> it. They'll never suspect a thing, which I like a lot. Okay. All right, Robin. You're next. Uh, ten of diamonds. Ten of diamonds. All right. Let me get my mouse back. Diamonds uh, are all the hard questions, They are. Though. They really are. The pen or the sword? Do you use words or actions to fight in your mind? Why is that the more effective option? Do you ever waver in your choice? No, I don't waver because it's not my programming. <laughs> However, um, it greatly depends on the situation. Pearl is equipped to try and um, convince before violence is gone because, you know, mostly she's in charge of kids. Yeah. And so it's like, you got to be like, okay, now let's think about this. But if you came to a situation where violence was brought forth immediately, there's no second thoughts. Pearl is going to defend this child. Hmm. Okay. So I feel like we're kind of in this this kind of bit of what what the programming is. Mm -hmm. You know, what's the what's the optimal goal for to take care of a child? Yeah. So okay, cool. Um, so you're not you're not against violence. Are you equipped to do anything other yes. than defend? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please. Um, there is a, um, rapier built into Pearl's arm. So if need be, it's, it's essentially like her hand just kind of like contracts and like, like a sword comes out. Um, so she does have that. She is also equipped with a magic crystal in the middle of her face. Uh, her face does glow. You'll see it. Yeah. Um, so there's a crystal right in the middle of her face so that she has magic. And the magic ranges from uh, things to help the children, like sleep mm -hmm. and whatnot, um, to uh, like firebolts <laughs> or things she might need in uh, dire situations. I love her. They all say... <laughs> Spare the rapier, spoil the child. <laughs> <laughs> it's defense of the child, not stabbing the child. <laughs> Listen here, you little. I'm, a, I'm imagining firebolts literally just like a blowtorch. It's like. <laughs> Wants to roast marshmallows. Every every defense can also be used as a fun toy. Basically, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Like I specifically took stuff like um. Prestidigitation, mm. just That's as like fun just fun spell. stuff for the kids. Like let's, we'll tell stories and there'll be sparkles and all this stuff while we do it. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love Pearl. I mean, I love everybody here, but Pearl specifically. She's is, a sweet baby. Has a lot of a lot of fun depth 
that I we get to discover together. I'm glad the scary robot lady's on our side. <laughs> she's not scary. She's she, cute. She, well, actually, she's kind of freaking me out. <laughs> technically speaking, they're a they, but they sure. accept every pronoun because mm -hmm. it's it's like that servant mindset where it's like whatever you'd like to do to me is fine. <laughs> I am a robot at your command. Yeah. Yeah. Does they, I mean is there a preference? Is there something they that... did when when Pearl was designed, they were designed to be more feminine, almost to like make the children more comfortable. So they look more delicate than they actually are, just because you know kids. It's like oh, a scary robot. Like no, it's fun. Look at all the flower patterns. Some some kids might be into transform. I mean, yeah, some. But <laughs> this was specifically for a little girl. So that, like, give me the pretty one. True. Like, true. That's fair. I like it. All right, Cyrus, what we got? I didn't want to answer this one either, but I at least have a way that I can answer <laughs> okay. it. Okay. We can no. also draw another card. No, I've no, got no, a it's full good. deck. It's good. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's the seven of diamonds. It's just one thing. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Why and how would this change affect your life? <laughs> Probably whatever he's lying about. <laughs> like, I don't know. Wild guess. Um, in the vaguest terms possible, if he could change one thing, he would change... Um, he would change what he perceives as bravery and his ability to stand up in the situations that he was in and not allowing what went on to go on as long as it did. Because he perceives that as why everything happened the way it did. And his support. He, he believes that it's what he did that possibly supported the Zolarians. And that's how it affected his life. Got it. I think I know what you're talking about. So. In the vaguest terms possible okay. to keep everyone confused. Yeah. Don't worry. There's I'm a, confused. There's a lot of things we're keeping from it's each okay. other. It's okay. Pearl won't ask. <laughs> not equipped with the question nope, button. Not her job to ask. <laughs> All right. Flux, what we got? Okay. So I drew the Jack of Clubs, which is, <clears throat> you are no stranger to rivalry. Who is your rival? How did they come to be that? And what makes your rivalry so important to you? I uh, Flux didn't know a lot of people growing up. He was pretty isolated. So the few people that he knew, out of all those people, there was one person that became his rival, which is a lady named Archmage El Elmira Z Zilven. Oof. Oof. When I have to say that all out loud really fast, it doesn't work. <laughs> and I have to say this? <laughs> Archmage Elmira Zilven. Mira. It's one of those things I haven't read it out loud Zil in a while. Zil what? Zilven. Zilven. Okay. Uh, she obviously has the title of Archmage, so like I'm level one, so obviously <laughs> it's not a fair rivalry. Um, but doesn't even know you exist. <laughs> <laughs> She's very aware I exist, and that's the problem. Uh, how did they come to be that, and why? What makes the rivalry so important gets into a little more personal stuff. But we'll just say that I learned magic from somebody and she was part of that program. Mm. And uh, I'm glad that she did that, and I'm not glad about literally everything else that she did. And I think she wants to hunt me down and kill me. Oh, good. So it's like when you got that fly in your room that keeps buzzing yeah. around and you can't quite kill, that's your arch rival. It's got yes. a whole room. The problem is I'm so like not powerful that nobody can find me because I'm not making big booms. But yeah, I... Uh, definitely wanted by one specific person. Well, getting your okay. face on all the broadcasts is certainly gonna help with yes, that. Yes, really yep. gonna help. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't the goal, kinda ended up that way. <laughs> How did that hey, happen? Hey, if you're so famous that you go onto the billboards, then 
you're safe because if you suddenly go missing, people are gonna notice. Mm -hmm. Your fans are gonna look for you. That's True. the whole point. It's the whole point. Yep, yep. I'm glad somebody understands what I'm trying to do yeah, here. She's, she's a rival <laughs> for many reasons, one of them being intellectual. Okay, cool. All right, what you picking? Seven of spades. Your mentor met with an unfortunate end. Who were they? What did they teach you? And how did they die? So the, uh, the changelings, uh, when, they, uh, when they suddenly mature, um, that is an event which I have decided is called the unmooring, where they become unmoored from their past life and they mature into their, their changeling identity. Uh, and when that happens, because this is kind of a, a kind of a genetic recessive gene atavism that uh, that manifests, uh, there is like a, a genetic memory uh, instinct program that is attached to that, and uh, that manifests as like a voice that uh, that explains what you are, why you have to keep quiet about it, uh, and how to survive in this thing. Uh, that voice uh, is called Bob, apparently, <laughs> for, for all people of that uh, species. Don't worry, um, we'll, 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 make, we'll make it an acronym, don't worry. Don't worry. Um, no Ryan gods, on. but we do have Bob. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so Bob, the, uh, the ancestral memory, uh, taught uh, Hieronymus uh, how to survive uh, utilizing uh, their abilities uh, and... Um, how to best uh, uh, make their way in the world. Um, uh, unfortunately, um, the, uh, the ancestral memory uh, does not have a terribly strong uh, moral sense. Uh, it is literally just a survival mechanism. Uh, and is rather sociopathic. But again, going back to the Clark... Again, going back to the Clark Kent uh, type of situation, uh, the people that I was born to did in fact have a very strong moral sense. And so Hieronymus was torn between those things. And when they came into conflict, um, uh, Hieronymus made the choice to put aside the voice of Bob and instead uh, stick to that moral code that uh, that he learned before his unmooring. What's our next question for Pearl? Uh, queen of clubs, because I'm not a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> you got it this time. Queen of clubs is at one time an authority figure had a great effect on you. Who were they? Where did you encounter them? What about this encounter has stayed with you over time? My follow up to that is this a question you want to answer? I don't know if it's a question I can answer. Okay. Well, why don't we draw another card? So, do you mind? No, okay. Uh, we've got Jack of Hearts. Um, well, on the road, you have a memory that keeps your spirit up during tough times. What is your happiest memory? When did it take place? What about it makes you stay with you? What about it makes it stay with you through the years? That I feel like is a little more applicable. That would be. Um the memory so with with the lila's parents being 
wealthy, like noble people. They're always off doing this or doing that. And so the majority of Delilah's childhood was spent with Pearl. So it's almost in the sense it's like Pearl was more of a mother to her than her parents were. Um, and there's one very specific memory of, um, it was Delilah's birthday. She was turning eight and uh, her parents were off doing whatever and they had promised her that they would be there and of course they weren't again um and pearl unfortunately uh does not get paid they don't get money for doing this you are owned you are property and so pearl didn't have any money to buy delilah a present but fortunately pearl is equipped with um some tools so she decided to make delilah uh a dress that she really wanted uh, and then also made a matching one for her favorite bear and just the look on Delilah's face when she was twirling in this dress is something that will be with her for forever yeah tears so <laughs> so sad it's, it's beautiful just like the most beautiful like bright little girl that you can possibly imagine that's Delilah uh, <laughs> sad noises. Um, great, excellent. That memory keeps you uh, going. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Cyrus, you want to follow that up with something also heartbreaking? <laughs> I'm ready. It's I'm another ready. diamond. So, um, unfortunately, it's not the queen of diamonds. That would be fun. Yeah. But it's the jack of diamonds. Everyone has their reasons. Why did you take up the life of adventure? Was it a hard decision? What? did you leave behind when you left um more vague answers <laughs> what why did it take up the life of adventure um to stay alive was it a hard decision no because he likes to be alive um and then why did you leave what did he leave behind he left behind safety and security and the possibility of living a good life or at least he views living a good life in this world in this galaxy i guess you just keep getting questions that make like that answer less and less like i'm learning less about this character as we go <laughs> because you have to stay alive but you had to give up a good life to do it mm, i'm yes. intrigued intriguing. <laughs> and at some point there's a blown up planet in there and this mysterious backstory is <laughs> more mysterious. Try, I, I swear i'm trying to not be mysterious you just, you just get questions mean. that are like asking exactly what yes. you don't want to say yes. like, that's the worst <laughs> i take the Queen, but not every other question. Oh wow! Well, we'll Do you anything else to say? We'll try to find you some good, good cards <laughs> in the next round. No, um, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> Questioning everything. Yeah. All right. What do you got? Uh, so the one that I pulled was Eight of Diamonds, okay. which is head in the clouds or feet on the ground. Are you a realist or an idealist? How did this shape you growing up, and how does this affect you in your travels? Uh, Flux is painfully a realist like like too much uh because he wasn't really allowed to explore any form of creativity uh at all every time he tried to it was unfortunately shut down very fast um he has plans that he keeps sketching out and he makes dozens and dozens of them but when they ultimately don't have a conclusion he pretty much just throws it away like that's his that's that's his version of dreaming where he's like mm, maybe i could like work out the logic behind this and if he doesn't he's like well I guess that was a failure, and he gets rid of it. Just like, 
Uh, yeah, so, so growing up, it wasn't good for him. Uh, he, he never really got any sort of social skills or imagination building. All of his imagination, the closest thing he ever got was building stuff. Uh, and that was the best way to do it. I'm sensing that there are two like very lawful characters and then two entirely massively chaotic I don't characters. Know what this you is mean. gonna be great. <laughs> Just because he's really logical doesn't mean he's lawful. <laughs> I think you're the chaotic one. I hate to, I hate to break your bubble. What's our last ones? <clears throat> two of hearts. A certain sound always makes you smile. Uh, for Hieronymus Bibble, uh, it is the sound of money. Coins jingling, a cash register operating, someone slapping bills off of a billfold and laying them down on the table uh, for whatever. Credits. Credits, yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we're, uh, we're, we're figuring out what the money system is here, but uh, we can certainly shillings. make it sound cool. Yes. <laughs> <I> like shillings. <laughs> I think, doubloons. Do you know what game it's you're a in? pirate game, so they're doubloons. <laughs> But they're like hollow doubloons, <laughs> where it's just like you like have a disc and there's like a slowly spinning coin in it, and uh, like that's all it is. Yeah, everything's Hologram. virtual. They're, there is yeah, actual yeah, money. Yeah. They're yeah. NFTs of coins. <laughs> you, you own this money. You, this money is yours. <laughs> that's the scam that Bill is pulling off. Oh God. This, this, this you own. Yeah. But no, it's on nobody the Nobody respects the NFT pirates. <laughs> They don't get a lot of broadcast time. No. no. Okay, cool, excellent. Pearl, what's our last question of this round? Uh, King of Spades. King of Spades. Inaction is not without its consequences. What didn't you do that needed to be done? Why couldn't you act when you needed to? What were the consequences of your inaction? Redacted. <laughs> All of it. All Sorry. of it. Do you want me to draw you the other one? Yeah. All right, 10 of hearts. Um, birthdays are a cause of great celebration. Describe your most memorable birthday. What birthday was it? What makes it so memorable? You know, I feel like we've had the I birthdays. Feel like we did that. That's, yeah. that's pretty wild. Do you want me to draw another one? New card. If you want. Okay. All right. All right. King of uh, clubs. Clubs. Good lord. Um, like losing my voice here. You will always be a reflection of your parentage. This is not applicable at all. What is happening? Uh, I'm drawing all the cards that Pearl can't answer. Um, let's. The universe uh, doesn't want any more information about Pearl. Let, okay, let me <laughs> let me retool this one. So you, I think, uh, if we've talked about you know turning on the nanny droid and imprinting on the people, what what imprinting of the parents and of Delilah like affected any of your just day to day, your operations, your like way that you say certain things or, mm -hmm. or do certain things. Like what what affects you that makes you the peril nanny droid different than any of the other ones? So generally speaking, when it comes to these nanny droids, especially since they're so like like Warforged in general in this world are just kind of like, you're obsolete, get out of here. Um, they're not supposed to develop these feelings, you know? Um, but she, she, they, them has been with, or had been with that family for like nearly a decade. Um, and over time, it's almost like something when, when they were made, like it was just not quite right. 
And over time, you could tell that there was a bit of like favoritism, a bit of um, animosity, like all these things that she shouldn't be able to do. Um, and it kind of started to cause a little bit of a ruckus, just a little bit, um, which inevitably through a long series of events led to her being where she is now. Mm -hmm. Is there any quirks? Um... Pearl has issues remembering everything. Um, when you look at them, uh, there's a big crack in the side of their head. Like there's this gnarly looking damage. Um, and so generally speaking, when Pearl is asked about their past, you'll see them kind of like and then go back to like, as if they didn't hear your question at all. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a little, <coughs> how can I help you? Mm -hmm. So that's fun. Like it. I like it. What's wrong, Ian? <laughs> you are my personal project. <laughs> oh, uh, oh no. Careful. We're developing some things. All right, cool, excellent. Cyrus, what is our last question from this hand? It's going to be partially redacted. Uh, it's uh, the three of spades. Better mm -hmm. to have loved and lost. Who is your lost love? Well, Why were they lost to you? Do you still love them? I swear that he does have a lot of backstory that's not redacted. Every single one of those these questions, though, specifically happened during the redacted period. Hey, right. Cyrus, did you lose something that you don't <laughs> want to talk about? Let's talk lose, about did it. Did you lose something you, you cared about? How about this? Um, okay, let me ask this. How before I before I draw infinite cards, um, how much how much how much of Big question you can't answer and just answer like, it. <laughs> most of this he can, he just can't say like he he met this individual during the redacted period. Right. I have a question about a childhood best friend. Is that on the table, off the table? That's on the table. Okay, let's do this question. <laughs> okay. You will always remember your childhood best friend. How did you come to be friends? What is your favorite memory together? How do you keep in touch now? Can you keep in touch now? Um, how did he meet his childhood best friend? On his planet, there were a ton, like the top part was at least where he lived, there was mostly desert, but underneath there were lush caves. Um, and so he actually met his, he met his childhood best friend in these caves when he accidentally strayed a little bit too far into it. Him and his best friend, like they would go on great huge adventures during the, um, through the caves, during everything. And this best friend also went with him during Redacted. But the best friend's now dead because, um, the boom, blew everything blew up and he can't get in contact with him again, obviously. Was his best friend a crab or a dinosaur? <laughs> no, sure it did not, not happen. I, I can say with 100% certainty it did not happen on that planet. It, it is entirely separate from that planet. Not He's not going to become a werewolf randomly. <laughs> Crazy coincidence. Same solar system. Kind of weird. Man, how'd All that right. happen? So we have a cave, cave adventures. Um, does this best friend have a name? This best friend's name was... I, I can't remember. <laughs> I cannot think of best friend names. <laughs> okay. Um, who be determined? Uh, determined. Redacted. Redacted. Yeah, there you redacted. go. No. <laughs> Their name is Red. <laughs> for whatever Short reason. Short for redacted. <laughs> <laughs> yes, obviously. Um, all right. So, last card, last question. 
Lots yeah. what we got. I am afraid that this might be a very short answer. That's okay. Um, I got the Queen of Diamonds. Okay. So <clears throat> this is, scars are stories. What is your most notable scar? How did you get it? Is it brandished as a mark of pride or hidden as a mark of shame? Um, I'm just gonna make it very short and sweet. Uh, Flux constantly covers up his whole body. Got it. So nobody would know. So nobody would know. Um, and he doesn't really talk about it. <laughs> so what is kind of not covered as far as, because like, because, let me just say this too. Like coverage can be a lot of things. Like somebody's comfort of coverage can be head to toe, you know, uh, coverings, scarves and hats and he, all that. Or, or is it like so long sleeves and jackets? Steampunk burka. <laughs> you can see you can see his head and you can see his hands. Okay. Um, and the little that you can see is just this weird mix of like a bunch of different things. Like he's got like weirdly like kind of like canine claws on the hands or more like feline claws on the hands. And then like gills in his neck that he kind of covers up with a scarf most of the time. And you can see he's got like aquatic adaptations. Mm -hmm. um, but he's got like his skin is like covered in like these red, like like glaring like red streaks. They're not exactly like, uh, they're not symmetrical on both sides. It's just kind of like a weird patterning of some kind. Mm -hmm. um, but he does not talk about it. He's got a bunch of tentacles that he just never brings up. He just uses them as extra limbs. It's not something he really wants to get into detail with. There is a, a, a mismatch of, of limb amounts in this group of <laughs> uh, scallywags. Um, Pearl does have four arms. Pearl has four arms. You have six. I think I technically have 10 limbs. 10 limbs? Oh yeah. My God. If you're wait, including no, no, all the tentacles. I think I have, how many tentacles do I have? I, I told you, I think I have eight. Yeah, eight. so you have 10 limbs. So yeah, 10 so limbs. Yeah. Um, Bibble can do whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. It's fine. And then there's Cyrus over here with Who's your normal two arms. Missing, yeah, missing. <laughs> so. Cyrus looking at everybody like, mm. everyone else has multiple limbs, Sorry. and he's you just like, shit. where's my extra? Arm? I have more limbs, but they're all redacted. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, you wait. So Cyrus, what does your character look like? You don't know. <laughs> redacted. Redacted. <laughs> No, y'all will be meeting each other very soon. I'm very excited about it. So we flew through those questions, um, which I was not expecting, but that's okay. Uh, we can we can answer some more. There's a whole deck of cards. So everybody is gonna pull four this time. And per the suggestion uh, during the break, we are going to ask other people these questions. So um, to make sure that it's even, I'll try to keep a tally. Um, Hopefully I can manage it. And then um, we'll go from there. Okay, perfect, excellent. Um, why don't we go the other way? We're gonna go this way. Start with you. Um, me? Yes, so you're gonna pick a card and then you're gonna tell me who you're asking. Okay, so I pick a card and then I ask somebody else. Yes. Okay, got it. Okay, so I got the five of diamonds, okay. which is, <clears throat> Old habits die hard. What is your worst habit? How long have you had it? Have you ever tried to break yourself out of it? I'm asking you, Cyrus. <laughs> I need to know things about you. <laughs> um, what is your worst habit? How long have you had it? And how have you ever tried to break yourself of it? Okay. So probably his worst habit 
is going to be collecting random shiny things, like magpie style. If it's something, it does, doesn't have to be something that's whole or anything, but it's something that's shiny, something that piques his interest. He snatches it and he keeps it in a um, pouch on him. How long has he had it? He has had that habit way back since he was a child. Like he'd pick up random shiny uh, leaves off the ground. He would pick up rocks, anything, and he's never tried to break himself of it. I mean, it, it has been advantageous in the past, but it's not like a stealing type thing. It's a, ooh, shiny, interesting shaped thing on the ground type. So, okay, my question is, so let me just say this. I know some people like this. <laughs> I know some people I myself am like this. Just pick it off <laughs> off the ground. How long do these trinkets stay around? Because there are some people that keep, you know, these trinkety things forever and ever and ever, and they have an ever-growing box somewhere. Or there are some people who like swap stuff out or trade things or, or just forget that they had the thing in the first place. So every so often he does trade something or give it away to someone if he feels like someone like would needed in his own weird way but he does have a pouch of a lot of them with him all the time this is for you here's yeah. a rock <laughs> he just kind of like walks by puts it in there walks away like what is this everybody's getting rocks Everybody's <laughs> getting rocks for christmas i got a rock <laughs> excellent all right love that you can pick a card and pick a person uh i am going to do the queen of hearts first okay which is an advantageous meeting has stuck with you throughout the years who did you meet why was it so significant and do you still correspond with that person and i'm gonna ask rob ah okay um yes once uh in uh in the various travels uh hieronymus actually met another uh one of these extremely rare changeling uh, individuals and uh, this individual who was named uh, Lasker uh, they uh, they set up a, a, a scam together to uh, to take down a uh, some kind of Zalarian mage general and fleece them out of uh, just ungodly sums of money <laughs> Um, and uh, and the, the the scam that they ran, which involved uh, pretending to be some kind of a duchess and uh, some kind of bobbly, trinkety jewelry things and some kind of MacGuffin and all the other things that you have in, in your basic con slash heist uh, genre fiction, went off without a hitch and uh, very much uh, uh, as you would expect, uh, Lasker double-crossed Hieronymus and made off with all the the gains from the uh, from the con, and so uh, Lasker is on Hieronymus's uh, S list. Uh, and should they ever cross paths again, uh, bad things will happen. Oh. So do you correspond still? <laughs> we do not send each other hate mail. <laughs> Can't believe you t you did this thing. That scam was mine. <laughs> Yearly reminder that you're a piece of crap. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you suck. To be fair, Hieronymus was planning on doing the same thing to Lasker, so. It's uh, almost like a little bit of respect. It's, yeah. it's literally dirty, rotten scoundrels. <laughs> Mad that he got there first. So you kind of also have a rival then. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I feel My like greatest nemesis. But you guys, you guys kind of like each other and kind of hate each other. <laughs> sure. I like it. Do you have a rival, Cyrus? Yes. Okay. Can we know who it is? 
Uh, no. Okay, good. Oh, redacted. <laughs> redacted. Redacted. Pearl, do you have a non-redacted rival? Um, they're dead. Oh. So no. No. So you no longer. No so longer. you won is what you yeah. <laughs> No rivalry. Got it. Excellent. Okay. Um, Robin, I'll have you pick a card and pick a person. Six of clubs. A former love is still part of your life. How long ago were you in love? What did you love the most about them? And how did it come to an end between the two of you, Ian? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was literally like, man, you know what? This is probably the one question that I don't think Flux can answer. Um, Flux never loved anyone? So Flux was told from a very early age to never experience emotions. <laughs> um, so his experience with that is, is, is limited at best. I think the closest thing he had is this, this sense of uh, camaraderie with other intellectual types. But because we're here and I never thought of it before, I'm going to say, yeah, he probably had somebody that he was into a while ago. Um, realistically, it was probably pretty recent because he's pretty young still. Mm -hmm. So all the stuff that happened was relatively recently, but it was somebody else who was in a situation like him. Uh, it was another person who was being kept against their will, uh, in a facility and having, is it the same one or a different one? This is a different person. A different. Well, facility. Oh yeah. Same facility. Same facility. Got it. Oh yeah. No, he's never been in other facilities. Well, I didn't, you know, like breaking out if he yeah. went somewhere else. Just wanted no, to No, the, right. the same one that he was in. Okay. And um, it was probably, unfortunately, it was one of those things where they never really talked. It was more of a, more of a distant admiration, yeah. appreciation of, of the way that she was always so resilient and generally caused a lot of problems and he never really had the heart to. Hmm. Uh, so it probably came to end between the two of them when Flux left. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I must leave you behind, my love. one of his regrets, I imagine. So, yeah. Okay, beautiful. Oh, sweet baby. <laughs> yeah, one of those situations where it's I'll like. I'll be your mom. <laughs> he, he probably had some feelings, but A, didn't know what to call them, and B, never talked to the person. So. That's being 18, yeah. 19, yeah. I think. Yeah, we just went to school together. <laughs> Most realistic thing about this whole game. <laughs> really? I have no idea how to identify the feelings that I'm currently having. <laughs> what are this? Okay. Um, do you want to ask Robin this question, or are we skipping someone else? The question you Oh, I was going to... I was going to ask. Perfect. Okay, great. Yeah, then I want to make sure that I'm staying on this tally. Great. What do you've got? All right. So I got the seven of hearts. Okay. And uh, I'm going to ask this of Cyrus uh, because I figure we need to fill up time and Liz can probably talk for <laughs> half an hour about her childhood pet. How did it come to be your companion? Or are they still your pet? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So oh, poor little redacted. <laughs> How'd you get so covered in redacted? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, yes, he does. He did have a childhood pet. He actually found it um, out while exploring the caves. It was this. It it was kind like a semi-revered species. <laughs> semi-revered species. So is it a crab? <laughs> it is not. Semi-revered species. Um, a but it's like a, a snake-like. Like almost snake-like or dragon-like creature with um, iridescent scales that also has iridescent wings. But they're very small, this big, 
and they have big heads. They're kind of adorable. Um, and came to be a companion because he found him. He was laying down still kind of like, I guess, a hatchling. His wing was a little bit smaller, so Cyrus took him home, nursed him to health, and then kept with him. Is not Sil's pet, though, because his planet's destroyed. His planet did blow up. Didn't find a way to sneak him away, huh? No. No, unfortunately not. Um, but, hmm? you know, it, we, as, we've, as, as we've learned, things uh, survive planets being blown up. It's true. It's true. That's okay. True. Um, I think it's my turn again. It is your turn again. All right, so I pulled the Ten of Clubs. Almost said spades because you guys have just been ha -ha, confusing gotcha. me on that one. <laughs> they look <clears throat> similar, very similar. They're both round. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Ish. So, <laughs> the Ten of Clubs. Uh, you have fond memories of a former classmate. How long were you classmates? What about them helped shape your days before adventuring? And what became of them? See, that's an interesting one because I don't... Your school blew up. Yes. I don't think you went, went to, school, to school, and I, I don't think... Well, you had a normal life. All right, Rob, tell me about <laughs> that. Uh, I did have a, a very normal life. Uh, even before the unmooring happens uh, and they come into awareness of, of their nature, um, there is a, 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 an instinct within them that uh, from the time they're born that, uh, that uh, uh, drives them to attain a level of mediocrity. Only ever be average. Try to simply blend in. Do not stand out. Do not make yourself uh, in any way, shape, or form suspicious. Uh, and it's it's not on any kind of a conscious level, um, but um, it uh, it is just ingrained uh, from the time that they are born to to not stand out from the crowd to be a completely average member of whatever species it is you're born into. And uh, so uh, growing up, uh, Hieronymus was painfully average in every way, shape, and form. Um, but, uh, but his, uh, his friend in, uh, in school, uh, Dweezel, uh, <laughs> no relation. Classic the boy's best name. name I've ever heard. No relation to... Uh, to the famed Zappa offspring, uh, was in fact <laughs> uh, was in fact the uh, the the star athlete on the uh, school's gravity ball team, and uh, so um, yeah, by uh, by always staying in uh, in Dweezil's shadow, Hieronymus was therefore able to uh, maintain that uh, that type of thing. Uh, Dweezil went on to become a uh, a famed uh, leader of the uh, of the resistance um, unfortunately uh, the Zalarians captured him and threw him in some kind of a prison somewhere um, so we don't know just what happened to him after that alright poor Dweezel poor, poor Dweezel. Dweezel I loved watching him like when he was playing gravity ball he like, was really something he was see. on the uh, Zalarian space panthers <laughs> wait Shark werewolves. The <laughs> <laughs> so were sharks. Let's were sharks. go were sharks. Good, good, excellent. Kick those crabs' ass. <laughs> we got to get off that planet because there's so many other ones. Our minds are stuck on that planet. I know. I made y'all build it. We're just so fond of it. Blew it up. 
Um, okay, cool. Next question. Nine of clubs. Um, a mentor or teacher helped shape your childhood. What did they teach you? How long were you under their tutelage? And what is the most valuable lesson you learned from them? All right. Flex. What was the, what was the number on this one again? Nine of clubs. Nine of clubs. It's just easier when I read it. I apologize. So I actually kind of talked about this one already that when I talked about like having a rival, um, but I had a teacher, actually kind of a series, a bunch of different teachers, but they were all led by this archmage, Elmira Zilven. Um, and my relationship, <laughs> uh, well, well, we'll go with this. What did they teach you? Um, magic, which was, which is a crazy thing. People don't learn magic, especially if they're not generally part of the Zalarian Empire, but she was the one who uh, taught me how to understand and utilize the magic that I had, that Flux innately actually had. Um, and he was under their tutelage for, I'm gonna say like 17 years. <laughs> Uh, like as long as he can remember um, and the most valuable lesson that he learned from her That's a difficult one because I feel like it had nothing to do with the sciences or the or math I feel like the most valuable lesson he learned was persistence Because I think she was an extremely strict teacher and she constantly got on his case which made him only want to be better and Then eventually realized got to the point where he realized oh, it's never gonna be enough and then that persistence transferred into him trying to get away. And so ever since then, he's been a very persistent person. He makes a plan and he sticks to it, to the best of his ability. Um, yeah, that was not a healthy relationship. <laughs> Are any of these relationships healthy? I don't think so. No. I don't think he has it. <laughs> Let me just say this. I mean, for like any of us, honestly. Let me just say this. <laughs> We're supposed to be making a comedy show. Well, that's it's gonna the be best, great. The best comedy comes from tragedy. Yeah, <laughs> I it's love fine. me some dark humor. It's gonna be dark. <laughs> it, it'll have a little, little bit of column A, a little, little bit of column bit of B. Pizzazz. Yeah, I yes. named the character Dweezil. A little bit. Of <laughs> yeah, it's fine. That's See, yeah. That's it. really gonna offset the 17 years of torture. <laughs> it's a good. It's fine. Actually, it's fine. Okay, so I want to remind everyone that Robin has not been asked any questions. However, to be fair, <laughs> I accidentally made a backstory that makes most of these questions obsolete. Yes. Like, um, <laughs> okay. When we come back, we got around. one. Um, also, you can ask yourself the question if you really want to answer it too. That more is more fun to throw other people off, it, honestly. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robin, what question have you gotten? Who are you giving it to? I got the King of Hearts. Okay. Uh, so it says everyone remembers their first kiss. <laughs> Don't look Who at me was again. it with? When did it happen? What were the circumstances around it? And because I know you're a poor virgin boy, I'm gonna ask Rob. Yeah. I was literally gonna say I can't answer this. You didn't even speak to her. You didn't kiss her. Uh. Uh. So. Uh, so Hieronymus uh, has in fact. Uh, been uh, a uh, involved in uh, being a uh, a con artist who can swap genders <laughs> pretty much at will uh, has uh, has played both sides of that aisle throughout the uh, oh, okay. throughout their career. Okay. Um, but uh, the where was this one called? This was the it was King, King of Hearts. Of Hearts. Mm -hmm. Let me look it up here so I can. Uh, da, 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 da. So yeah, we would say that that was probably uh, pr 
probably on their first uh, solo con, and uh, it was a um, uh, it was a uh, I don't know. Uh, probably wasn't a Zalarian. It was probably just some wealthy uh, wealthy dude. You just like turned yourself into a pretty lady, and it's like, hello, Mister. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. And there was there was absolutely uh, nothing involved in it other than uh, the sheer uh, uh, profit motive. Um, so boring, but uh, <laughs> factual. I'm just imagining trying to like get somebody's money and you like go to kiss them and then the person pulls away and is like, you've clearly never done this before. <laughs> what are you getting at? And then that's the part of the con. Well, is see, the that's charm. part of it. Is yeah. that she's like, oh, she I'm, has to I'm, I'm be seduced virgin. by this, uh, by yeah. this yeah. wealthy Taking individual. Yeah. Taking advantage of that. Yes. You take all of his Taking money and he wakes up in his boxers girl. in an elevator. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. <laughs> all right. Excellent. Um, so I believe that means that, Rob, you have a question to All right, ask. cool. Uh, then I have a question for Pearl. Excellent. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, and this is the Ace of Clubs. A powerful entity once made itself known to you. What circumstances led to this meeting? Who was the entity? And what did this meeting entail? Shit, hold on. (laughs) Well, because God's not real. No. (laughs) So I can't just be like, God came down to me. To be fair, no gods does not mean no powerful creatures like archfey and demons. Space Archfane. Space Archfane. <laughs> yeah, space space, space demons. demons. You don't want to go to space hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's just way worse. A singular planet. It's just a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> Shove them in there. Um, so after Redacted happened. The incident TM. The incident. I'm imagining a house on fire. I, I don't know why. Um, Pearl was horribly damaged and alone and a droid whose only programming was to take care of a child had no idea what to do Um, and so after weeks and weeks of wandering essentially um, they got to a point where it was essentially like like when like Wally's battery starts fading out it's like (laughs) Um, but then right before everything goes black some kind of something pearl's not sure because they were like about to die in whatever way a warforge can Uh, some kind of something brought them back but it's it's like it's like a feeling and not words you know like it's like if you feel them inside of you and you get the gist of what they're trying to tell you but there were no actual words spoken. And then once Pearl was back, there was nothing there. Just the sense that it's like, you need to keep going. And and I'm watching you. All right, fun, cool. Hmm. Things things that we can talk about later. So somebody hit control, alt, delete on Pearl. <laughs> That's it, you tried rebooted. turning it off and turning it back on. <laughs> Boom. Uh, new batteries installed. All right, excellent. Um, okay. Whoa, that's me. Ah, that's you. Your question. Oh my god! Next. I just need to make sure I can find it really quick. I it's uh it's eight eight, eight of spades. Eight of spades. Eight of spades. <laughs> uh, your country was not a stranger to war. Country in this case could mean planet. I guess. Yeah, could mean anything. Uh, how long ago was the war, or is it still being waged? How closely did 
the battles come to your hometown? That's worded weirdly, sorry. How closely did the battles come to your hometown? How did it affect your life? So this is actually a weird one because there's no active war, right? It's currently like this sort of like underground yeah. fighting thing right now. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we can kind of classify it as like rebellion, as like the skirmishes, not not necessarily an all-out war, but definitely like, are are you resisting the Zalarian rule? I think yeah. would be the best way to put that. Is it also fair to say that some planets might just be having their own personal wars? Yeah, civil war could definitely. Yeah. Okay, so in that case, then then yes, I will open that up. Um, Plus, there's always cash scrapers, right? Yeah, there's always the awful scavengers. I want to, I want to know about Screw Pearl's planet. Guys. So, Pearl's hey, Pearl. Planet. So, part of the reason why Pearl um, was programmed the way that they are is because there are constant skirmishes. Because the the families in the area from where she got bought were Zalarian. Um, and so there's a lot of hate towards them, even though maybe these families specifically aren't the ones that are doing bad things, but you know, yeah. racism. Um, well, it's not, it's not, it's, it's classism, classism. I think. Classism. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it Those is. Those rich people buying <laughs> um, up robots. <laughs> so Pearl's programming was designed for her to be able to protect Delilah no matter what happens. Like if some man busts down our door, you got it. Like get him, go get him. <laughs> yeah. Go get him, sweetie. Um, so that's just that was just kind of part of the job. Like, is what it is. Generally speaking, the area they were in was safer because they were aware of these problems. They tried to keep that part of the city kind of more secure, but. You never know what's going to slip through the cracks. Yep. So it's kind of like an ongoing yeah. little set of skirmishes specifically on this planet every mm -hmm. once in a while. Yeah. That makes sense. Cool. You were so quick on, like, I, I asked and you were like, got it. I've got this one. I have more lore and I'm excited. I'm glad <laughs> I'm I got that. I'm making it up as I go. <laughs> that is the nature of the game. Okay. What next question we got? This is also going to Pearl. Sorry. Hey. Um, Gotta make up for the loss. Yeah. Now, I... now we're pretty even. I hope this isn't redacted, but it is the Nine of Hearts. Everyone has their tales of triumph. What story from your pre-adventuring days are you most proud of? Why uh, do you still tell it? Tales of triumph. Well, before Pearl's adventuring days, the biggest thing she had to do was like save Delilah from a were shark. <laughs> it made it to that planet. They're around. They're around. Yeah, I know. Weirdly, where sharks are on like dozens of planets. Actually, yeah, well, like, and then genetically you know part the, the migration planet. period. You know how it is, but some rich person smuggled them in. Yeah, they're pregnant. Now they're everywhere. Yeah, see, you get it. Invasive species. But the before... planet exploded, and they just scattered on like meteors, you know, and populated like forests <laughs> and spermia. <laughs> We don't know how they survived the crash landing, but they did, this and now they're so here. Stupid. It's because they're lycanthropes. They can regenerate. Yeah, you uh, can't kill a werewolf without sil silver. You can <laughs> drop it from space, and it's not going to die. <laughs> Screw the whole burning into the atmosphere thing. <laughs> they regenerate. Fun fact, um, werewolves can just survive in space, apparently, yeah, because it's not silver. Before, it's canon now. Before all of this, Pearl's day-to-day -day was just making sure that Delilah was... <laughs> fed and happy and healthy and that was about it 
So we're saying the proudest triumph tale is fighting a were shark? Yes. Okay, was, got was it. I'm imagining lunch. you suplexing her. I tried take taking it, her go to back. The, <laughs> I tried taking her to the beach once. It came up on her and Pearl's just like <laughs> Eat. 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 Oh my god. <laughs> I imagine Pearl probably doesn't actually have that high of strength because she's a wizard, but I'm just imagining her being able to pick up thousands of pounds <laughs> and just throwing well, it. Well, the one that she got Lila from was only like this big. Oh, it was okay. like a baby one. She <laughs> just, just like, chucked it like a football. Yeah, just like. <laughs> she's very precise. Someone very... should write a really annoying song about baby wear sharks. <laughs> oh God, it's even worse. <laughs> No. Okay. All right. Pearl is not programmed with singing. Um, Actually, <laughs> I took the entertainer background. So. Oh, there you go. Oh, no. All right. Good. Excellent. The pirate um, that tried to write the baby wear shark song got shot immediately. <laughs> <laughs> like back of the head, like we no ceremony about Executioner it. Executioner style. <laughs> All right, um, I believe that means you have a question, Robin. Me? Yeah, to ask you. someone else. What you got? Five of hearts, okay. and that is, your hometown was, found, was famous for a great festival. What was the festival celebrating, and what kind of festivities were there, and how did this shape you growing up? Cyrus. <laughs> My hometown is dead. <laughs> well, it wasn't yes. at one point. They so. had to have festivals. Oh. <laughs> His particular hometown was famous for the festival of the Sun Snake, which um, they they don't believe it's a god, but a creature. They believe that a creature came from space, and it looked like a lar a giant version of the pet snakes that they have on there now, and created his um, his race. So they worship him. They don't know if it's like they descended from him or you know what. But they worship it. They celebrate the um, sun. They celebrate the daytime. They live on like a more desert area. Mm -hmm. So, and this shaped him because like he learned to love the creatures on the world because something created it. And then they also like just care for everything. They were very like hippie place. For <laughs> hey, I, I, that sounds like a good festival. I think we should visit. Uh, <laughs> what? Aww, Ian, yes, I would soon. also love to visit. <laughs> okay. Were those creatures only on that planet? Um, Who knows? They came from space. Yeah, they came from space, so. Just Me? like the were sharks. Just like the were sharks. That is also why he has scales, though. Ah, I see. That's what. That's their connection. Is the scales? Yep. Got it. Cool. I love that. All right. What we got? Uh, so this one is going to Flux, and it is the Nine of Diamonds, a chink in the armor. What mm. is your greatest weakness? Has it always been that way, and what do you do to compensate for the weakness, he asks, not planning on ever needing to know this in the future. Redacted. <laughs> what is your greatest weakness? Well, Redacted. I have an AC of 14. <laughs> um, I will also say that could be, like, emotional. I'm very weak to bullets. You have higher AC than I do. Oh, God. Um, greatest weakness. I mean, it's probably some kind of emotional thing. 
thing, so I have to think about it for a moment. I mean, I already talked a little bit about the fact that he's not good with his emotions, and I think one of the ways that manifests is that when he feels them, he has no idea how to control them, and whenever he gets into, like, a funk, it's not good. It just lasts way too long because he has no idea how to get out of it. So it's one of those things where he tries to build a project, and he works on it for weeks, and then it fails, and then you just don't find him for, like, another few weeks. He's just... Probably eating Doritos and watching YouTube. <laughs> He's just not doing it well. Not having a good time. Um, and I just, I think the way that he probably compensates for it is, is like this endless cycle of projects where he, like, he keeps working on stuff, and if it doesn't work, he just works on something else. He's like, oh well, that didn't work, so I'm gonna make something else to fix that. And then it's like, it's this endless like. It, it's it's logic that doesn't work and where he's trying to put logic into the emotional area kind of just ignoring the right brain trying to put the square into the circle yeah it's just it's just not working um i would say he tries to compensate and it just doesn't work he has undiagnosed depression I was gonna, my note says depressed <laughs> i tell you what depressed people are some of the funniest people you meet. Uh, another another weakness though i think like just sort of going with that is that he just he's really really bad at talking to people just the worst he can't he's really bad with making friends he's not very charismatic <laughs> Dumpster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I purposefully gave him a focus. <laughs> Not a dump, on purpose. Okay, yeah. so I believe this is our last round of uh, questions, and we have evened everybody out. So um, nice. if you ask someone a question, that person cannot be asked any more questions. So uh, what do we got? Oh, uh, let's see here. I got a five of spades. Okay. Oh, that's an immediately sad title. Uh, yes. Death steals from all of us. Oh, man. <laughs> what family member did death take from you? When did it happen, and what were the circumstances surrounding the death? I can't ask Cyrus because he won't tell me. <laughs> Pearl probably won't tell you either. <laughs> Pearl doesn't have family. You, you cannot mm. answer it yourself. <laughs> I mean, you could if you wanted to, but we talked a little bit about family. I mean, I could answer it myself, but I don't think it would be a very satisfying answer. Um, <laughs> Oh, okay. Would you answer it if I questioned it to you? No. Okay. I just needed to make sure. You are 100 correct. Um, yeah, I guess I'll ask Hieronymus here. Who'd that take from you, buddy? Family member? I mean, not literally, but uh, his, uh, his birth family functionally all died uh, when he underwent the, uh, the unmooring. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and part of that process involves a, uh, uh, a severing of the emotional ties. So you still retain whatever information they gave you, but, uh, but you, uh, you cease to have any kind of emotional connection to them. Um, and that's just the nature of the way that this, uh, this, this process works uh, of becoming a, you know, a mature uh, changeling. Um, and so um, that uh, that affected Hieronymus while he he did not any longer feel the attachment to his family. Uh, he did feel the loss of that attachment to them, and uh, and and uh, that did um, I think color uh, how. Uh, Hieronymus um, 
how their worldview, uh, you know, developed as a result of that. Um, you know, they don't become uh, emotionless uh, science body horror people. <laughs> <laughs> They still, you they still have emotions. You but, say uh, emotionless. There's a lot of emotions happening. Yeah, it's just not knowing how to deal with them. Yeah. See, this is the highly emotionless side of the yes, room. Right. Yeah. And that's the chaotic side of the room. Um, so, yeah. So I think that uh, that, that losing, his, uh, losing their family uh, in that manner um, did, in fact, uh, for whatever reason, uh, uh, stick with, uh, with Hieronymus, which... Uh, I don't think is the norm when people undergo this process. So, so something was slightly different there, uh, perhaps that uh, sets him apart from others of his ilk, of their ilk. I got to remember Hieronymus's pronouns. Uh, yeah. As as far as I can understand, pronouns on this side of the table are any, <laughs> and then pronouns on this side of the table are he him. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I meant to have flux be he them, he them. or he they. No, Which it's, one? Is it yeah. Anyways, the point is, I'm bad at it, but I'm working on it. That's okay. So, yeah. Okay, He's cool. kind of too much of a monster to not... I will also say, too, we're in space, genders. gender is... Yeah. Alien. So. It's whatever we want it to be, because, you know, they're aliens. Um, yeah. lots, of, lots of things going on, um, but that's going to be fun if any... All. Um, all. <laughs> Whichever all. ones. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's none and all, right? None, <laughs> yes. None and all. Yes. I like it. All of the gender went to you. <laughs> What's your gender? None and all. You took all the gender for yourself. <laughs> um, okay, excellent. Um, next question. Last, next to last question. So uh, since Hieronymus already answered one, I'm going to have to go with Flux. Uh-oh. Three of diamonds. Everybody cries. When did you last cry? What caused it? Does it... Cause you shame or pride to have shown emotion in that way. Um, okay, this one is actually genuine. Uh, it's not some weird like hiding things thing because I don't want to do that the whole time. That's not why I'm here. Um, so Flux had a lot of really bad stuff happen to him, uh, obviously, uh, related to himself and his family and all of that. And I think the last time he cried probably had to do with uh he's the fact that he's very young and he got away from everything else and then when he finally stopped moving like when he finally stopped running he realized that he had nothing left like just one of those situations where it's like you're better off but you have no connections mm -hmm. and and i think he he recognized that he's like i don't know i don't i don't i'm not connected to my family i'm not connected even to these people that were awful to, to the me. woman i love the one girl that i didn't even know her name <laughs> he did but that's not relevant right now um and i think it was just one of those things where it was just a very genuine like oh my my eyes are leaking oh god oh, what's <laughs> happening why am i feeling all these things at once and, and I think it was probably something where he just, uh, I don't know. I don't think there was any shame or pride involved. It was just sad. It was just sadness. So sad. So sad. We're such sad babies. <laughs> Comedy show. Woo! <laughs> Good entertainment. Hey, I'm going to have connections when the show starts. So I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm lonely. It'll be like, oh, new pirate friends. New pirate friends. New pirate friends. These guys are like, great. I mean, they kill Mom? people sometimes, but they're great. It's all good. Um, all right, cool. Um, so we've got two people left to ask questions to. Mm. You can either ask yourself or you can ask Cyrus. 
Hey, Cyrus. <laughs> um, a natural disaster took something from you. <laughs> the planet blowing up. A natural disaster, probably. What type of disaster was it? What was lost to you? And is it likely to happen again? <laughs> the last one, I think we all know the answer to. <laughs> they put it back together just to like, blow it up again. Um, it's fine. Every planet Cyrus goes to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing a pattern here. Are you blowing up the planets? No, I, okay. So natural disaster needs to be Smaller, small scale. <laughs> yeah, no, the, like it. It wasn't a natural. It wasn't natural That's what true. happened to his planet. That's so true. So that true. would not fit. Um, the natural disaster. Hmm. Mm, mm, mm. Can I offer something? Yes. Can, maybe something took your pet snake. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Wait, we already That's know the planet's blown up. We don't mess with pets here. The planet's blown up. I'm pretty sure the pet died and the planet exploded. You don't know that. <laughs> X card, Brittany. The planet blew up, but the snake survived. X card. All right, fine, fine, fine. Not. Jesus Christ. Save me from it's this like group of people. It's like if you're in a video game and it wants you to kill a dog, you burn that video game. God. Okay, damn. Okay, I don't know what question that was, and I only remember like the first part of it. Spades, uh, four, four spades. spades. Four spades, okay. Um, a natural disaster took something from him. So I will start up when Redacted was over and he was finally um, somewhere else. The nat there was a natural disaster that struck um, the, the town he was staying at, and it was it was a volcanic eruption, um, or I guess like whatever volcanic eruption in space would be. It happened. It's not a planet. It's still a volcanic eruption. <laughs> yeah, it, the space itself had a mini. It volcano. could be like molten or something. No. Yeah, true. Um, that's technically sure. what lava is anyway. Full <laughs> rock. Technically, well, but it it was a volcanic eruption, and it happened shortly after he had healed. Um, his leg, and he was actually using a pig leg at the time. <laughs> Pirate. No longer pig Pirate leg. Team. He lost what was like his first connections after his planet being destroyed. And is it likely to happen again? I mean, there are a lot of planets, there are a lot of natural disasters, but he never returned to that. Like, he kind of just skedaddled out of there and. The last he saw the entire um, side, because it was a cliffside, the entire cliffside was wiped out by lava. So trauma, trauma, trauma. <laughs> He's a happy waka waka. I swear. <laughs> I'm gonna open up in a stand-up comedy routine. <laughs> you find yourself in a comedy club. Um, good lord. Okay. Um, Everybody in the club is just <laughs> dead. These jokes are not very funny. Okay. All right. What's our last question? Our last question, which uh, must of necessity go to Pearl, mm -hmm. is the six of spades. Even the closest of friendships is not safe from death. Who did you lose? How did you know them? And could you have prevented their death? I know it's kind of in redacted territory, but... I'm just trying to decide if Pearl would have actually been able to have friends. Mm -hmm. You know, it could. Pearl's not supposed to have emotions. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to say that Pearl befriended a squirrel. <laughs> oh. 
They started, you know, just like watching Delilah in the backyard and a squirrel kept coming around the house. And it was the first sense of companionship outside of this child that Pearl had ever like experienced. And so it was like, that was like the beginning of them noticing they're having feelings and they're like, hmm. And then the dad shot it. Because oh. <laughs> it's a squirrel and it kept like getting into the gutters and right. stuff. And so it was like, also Pearl's, while it's on a very small scale, her, her there, first sense of loss and so they're like it's like so you know how when kids are really young they have very big reactions to things even though it's like what all they did was give you the wrong color cup like you're fine mm -hmm. but to them because their life has been so short it's like the worst thing that's ever happened to them and so even though pearl never outwardly reacted to it because a um no facial features um but b she really couldn't because that would have been bad. It was it was a very deep like, like what? What? <laughs> okay. The squirrel's name was Jeff. <laughs> I'm glad that there's squirrels in space. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. Invasive species. They it got they got brought to other planets. It's just me. Does this whole thing just feel like a group therapy session? <laughs> Welcome to D and D, baby. It's funny because like I make these characters that have horrible relationships with their like families and stuff. I love my family; they're great. Yeah, <laughs> they torture me and <laughs> graft extra limbs onto me at all. I have no extra limbs. Can't you see? Okay, so that is all the questions for this session. Thank you for sharing your characters with me. Thank you for sharing some backstory with me. Um, I, and for sharing it with our audience. Um, I'm very excited to see where we go. We are having an opportunity next session to learn how everybody became a crew. And he comes to you and says, he has the crew already. The name is Leftwich Ringo. What? You probably heard of me. He's refrained from using any profanity. <laughs> I uh, have technical expertise. I can fly ships. I'm pretty damn strong. What exactly uh, do you have? Brains. I cannot believe we immediately censored everybody. <laughs> We're allowed to say fuck on this program. <laughs> you have a plan, Mr. Planner. Well, glad you asked. <laughs> hey, look what I found while lurking around out here. Yeah, what'd you find? Hey, I found this guy over here. I think he was trying to be uh, sneaky about doing I something. I can't believe you found a guy. I have an idea. Uh-huh, great. <laughs> It doesn't involve activating the guns. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> First, we see if it's a coffee machine. Seconds of you asking Pearl to blow a hole in it, you hear. <laughs> Life forms need to eat. <laughs> That'll cost you a song and a dance. Cyrus, this ship is fucking cool. <laughs> this is a good ride. It's so No swearing. <laughs> Shut up. It's my grandma's. So that's kind of the generics of this. Um, I will say, so I uh, bought this game on itch.io. I will put a link to it on screen right now. Um, I highly recommend that everybody support your indie game writers, your indie game developers, because um, this was super fun and questions that I would not have thought of. Um, and it was very simple, no setup, no prep. Um, and so there are tons of uh, RPGs like that out there um, that you can play, you can use, you can use for your world building. I really think that more people should be aware of the, the folks who are writing the, these things and making these things happen um, on their own time, on their own time. Um, so we're here to support them. 
um, in any way that we can. So uh, thank you for session zero. Um, once again, I'll have a title and credits on screen for this. Um, and thank you for watching us, uh, for enjoying it. To the early access viewers, thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you so much for watching. Um, be sure to follow us on social media. We really could use uh, any support you can give us. This is if you're watching this as early access. If you're watching this six months from now, following us on social media and sharing with your friends is the best way to get more eyeballs on this and to keep us going, keep us chugging along. Um, thank you to Brandon Montgomery and Molly Cook in the control room, uh, community access media for the use of their facilities and equipment, early access viewers, and to you for watching. Thank you. See you next time. In space. <laughs>